Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Relove Podcast. This is Pastor Rico. Our hope is that today's message adds life and power to your journey as you grow. Thanks for joining us. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. If you have it right in front of you, uh, follow along as I read. It's just one verse, but it's power-packed. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8 says, Be alert and be of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Hmm looking for someone to devour. I think it bears repeating one more time, Pastor Rico. I'll, I'll, I'll say it one more time. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. In this next moment, pray with me and for me as we talk for just a few moments under the title we have a lion too. We have a lion too. Father God, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. For if today, oh God, your spirit would move from me, this shirt would fall to the stage as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. But yet, oh Lord, you've allowed this moment to take place. So hide me behind the cross. Let not Anything that is within me interfere with this message. Thank you for forgiveness of sin and cleansing from unrighteousness. And now, Lord, consider their hearts and enable your servant to speak your word boldly. Stretch out your hand to perform great signs and wonders through your holy name. Through Jesus' name, let the whole church say amen and amen. You may take your seats. We have a lion too. The description of Satan's dastardly behavior in this text that we just read is daunting. Because if you're anything like me and you watch nature, I've seen lions on the prowl. Mm -hmm. And they're nothing to be messed with. I've seen uh, a, a, a film on YouTube where a family, this is an old film, but a family was at what looked like a safari in Africa uh, around a pride of lions that seemed to be taking what they called a cat nap. And because they looked so cute that's not a part of my message <laughs> my my <laughs> we come we we come we got some but because they look so cute and so kind one of the individuals in the car decided that he thought they were safe enough and he stepped out of the car to go hang with the lions a lion came up behind him and 
touched him uh, with his paw and the gentleman sprung up and turned around uh, uh, scared and surprised that the lion had woken up that quickly from its nap and came uh, to, to, to investigate him. Uh, but that was his last day alive. Because no matter what the horns in those cars did, those lions ate that man alive. I've seen lions. They even pounce on the weary. I've seen lions, if you please, snatch prey right out of thin air as they were leaping over them. Lions are not to be played with. As much as Simba has made it possible that we would all enjoy lions, they are cute but carnivorous. They are fluffy but fierce. They seem sleepy but they are stealthy. They are majestic but murderous. And they are magnificent marauding gangs who terrorize the Savannah Plains in Africa known as the king of the beasts, I've seen lions take on other big cats and whip their tails. This is why I believe the devil can be compared to lions. You see, because he can come in designed not to raise our offenses, our defenses rather. Uh, he can infiltrate them because he can come in cute and cuddly but leave confusion and chaos in his background. The devil sometimes can present as pleasurable uh, but result in pain on the back end. He can come in disguised as, 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 as playful but all the while he is being predatory showing up as smooth but wreaking havoc like someone throwing a cinder block through a window. Trying to tell you today that the description of the devil being described as a roaring lion is nothing to be played with. You remember the last time the devil came into your life and you were clear to identify that it was him who was bothering you. It, he didn't come in and, it, and, and, and right away begin to, to make it feel like it was him. But when he finally showed up, you knew it was him. But can I take a step back in talking about him and talk about why the devil wants to come at Christians and why he can be uh, described as a lion coming after you and I? Uh, let's jump into a little bit more nature, if you please. Scientists and 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 and. And, and, and biologists will oftentimes, in an attempt to bring a lion or a predator uh, to where they are, uh, those in the ocean will do what is called chumming the water to bring up great whites. We just had Shark Week just a few weeks ago, and I saw some of the most uh, astounding moving uh, uh, sharks in the water. They've got a big one that they're chasing now. I think her name is Blue. Uh, that's been in Hawaii and off the coast of California here. This is why when we do like a church beach Vespers thing, Pastor McBride's going to be on the beach and y'all can be in the water. I'm not, I'm not playing with these, with these sharks. They don't, they don't like me and I don't like them. 
But scientists know that sharks can detect blood in the water rather quickly. Uh, but they also know that other predators can pick up the scent of the blood of their favorite prey very fast. And lions, they say, can smell blood from, a, from, from a, about a mile away. And what makes Christians so appealing to lions is the very same thing that keeps us clean. What makes Christians so tasty for temptation and so satisfying to seduce to the enemy is the same thing that we worship about and the same thing that we praise God about. It's the devil's favorite prey, and that is the blood. Mm -hmm. The blood of Jesus that was shed for us way back on Calvary. Mm -hmm. The blood that reaches to the highest mountain, the blood, that flows to the lowest valley, Christ's blood, that strengthens us from day to day. It's that same blood that rings the dinner bell to that old slewfoot lion Lucifer, and he comes in to devour because the Bible says he is seeking whom he may devour, and it's when we are washed in the blood of the lamb that he comes in even more. It's that same blood that washed our robes and made it white as snow. It's that, it's that, it's that same blood old saints used to sing about. They'll, they'll sing, have you been to Jesus, to the cleansing flow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless or are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood yeah, yeah, of the Lamb. Okay, so y'all might not remember that one. But, but there, there's another, there's another. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. It's, 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 it's that blood that when the Christians desire to become a little more righteous and to get a little more deeper into Jesus, that we all of a sudden avail ourselves to more of who Jesus is. We go deeper into who he is. Anybody ever tried to get deeper into Christ and then see the devil even more? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, because when you are wearing his favorite praise uh, uh, blood, he's coming after you. He, he wants to make sure that he's going to stop your advancements in Christ. And so he chases the blood. This is why I'm about to meddle. This is why you ought not say the devil in your spouse or in your children. Because there's a difference between what the devil has us doing and what our personalities are accustomed to doing. There comes a time, and you and I know the difference, if you're acute with yourselves, if you do some intrinsic investigation, you and I know the difference, that there's a time in ourselves when you see the temptation and then you do it. Seeing the temptation is the devil showing up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, he's showing up. He's, he about, and, then, and, then, and then doing it is falling prey to the temptation. Stick with me. And then making it a habit. Well, that's the devil saying you're on autopilot. I, I just, I just got to show you 
I just got to dangle it in front of you for a little bit, and then you're going to go for it. But the Christian looks more tasty, more desirable, more interesting to the devil the closer we get to Christ. It's in those moments where symbols, old, mean, uncle, scar, <laughs> comes in for the kill. It's in those moments where you can be in the midst of high praise and walk out and get into a problem. Predators, like lions, have an innate attraction to their favorite prey. And the devil's favorite enemy is not you, it's not me, it's not our children, it's Jesus. Mm -hmm. you, you, you and I are just tools in either one's arsenal to decide who's going to win the ultimate battle in heaven and over earth. It, we, we are just tools, we are just a hammer, just a nail, just a vessel, just a witness to tell if we are witnessing for Jesus today or are we witnessing for the devil today. We're just tools. But, but I want to talk to the backslider in the room. The one who's sitting here right now, Alicia, and they're thinking to themselves, I'm not even trying to get to know him. I'm just kind of here because somebody invited me. Like, I'm talking to those sitting at home and saying, you know what, I'm just, I'm, I'm just here just to, you know, I'm just watching this just to give Relove a view. Thank you so much. I appreciate your views. We appreciate them. But I need to let you know something about the devil himself. The devil himself is, is, is an opportunistic predator. That, that means if you've ever watched lions, if you've ever watched nature, you'll see that they enjoy the hunt. Yes, they do. They, they enjoy a good chase. They'll, they'll run after a gazelle and they'll, they'll grab a wildebeest and snatch it out, the, out of a pond. They'll, they'll, they'll climb up on a tree um, and, they'll, and they'll go after a healthy giraffe just to make sure that, well, you know, you thought you was too tall. So we jump up on the tree and we'll jump down on you. We'll, we'll get her. I've seen lions stalk elephants and just waiting for a moment because they know he's sick and tired. Uh, but I need to tell you this one thing. I've also seen lions jump up trees and snatch prey, dead prey, from leopards. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You see, leopards are some of the stronger cats um, in the savannah, and they're the ones who, they'll kill a full-grown antelope or, 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 or big deer, and then they'll take the whole carcass up a tree to keep it away from hyenas and lions. I mean, strong. They're they, they, they strong. They, they might have a lion beat, except when it's one-on-one, -on -one, they, 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 they've got nothing to compare. But they'll take a whole, they'll take a whole carcass, and they'll pull it up, and they'll put it up in a tree. And, but, but, but a lion... He's looking, listen to me clearly, for easy prey. He's looking for easy individuals who, 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 who don't want to be around everybody else so, so you now don't like church anymore and you sit on the outside and you talk about church and you're talking about how much people inside are hypocrites and they're not doing well, but I need you to understand you are still attractive to the devil if the preacher ain't preaching a sermon you like and you don't come to church or if the praise and worship is not doing what you would like them to do or if the deacons ain't deaconing anymore and the music is too loud, you still attractive to the devil. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
If your air is so attuned to hear the praise and worship team sing off key and it messes up your religion, I need you to understand you're still attractive to the devil. It's in these moments of despair where you even think that no one likes you, that's when the devil wants to say, hey, but I like you. It's in these moments of distress, once again, that the dinner bell is rung and the enemy of our souls comes in to wreak havoc. So I hear somebody asking, well, preacher, what can I do? Because if I'm holy, he still wants me. And if I'm evil, he still wants to get me. If I'm in the blood with Jesus, he still wants to come at me. And if I'm outside of the blood of Jesus, he still wants to come at me. Let me tell you something, Saints. You can't even be lukewarm. Mm Mm-hmm. Good, good, good old saints who've been, in, who've been messing around with Revelation a little bit understand what I mean. You can't, you can't even be lukewarm in this world anymore. Devil gonna come get you whether you're dead or alive and then you go be lukewarm kind of in the church, out the church and Jesus gonna be like, really? Really? Pick a side, please. But the first point I want to bring to you today, and here's the first point that you got to take home with you because our text comes and it gives us some counsel for today. If you're trying to make sure that you can avoid the devil as much as possible, it's important to be sober. It's important to be sober. You see, for this church, this means vigilance. It means calmness. It means to be circumspect. That as a lover of Christ, I would seek peace. I would seek justice. It means that we don't get excited and celebrate too much in a way that we cause the devil to catch a foothold. But it also means making sure that we are of no negative influence to ourselves and to others. It means guarding well the avenues of your mind so that we are careful of all influences so as to maintain a constant state of disillusion so that you and I are never out of step with what Christ wants us to do because we are sober. Now, preacher, that sounds all good and great and, 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 and awesome. I, I'm, I'm going to do my best to be uh, uh, sober, uh, but I need you to understand one of the ways that you can be sober, listen to me clearly. Zebra and wildebeest and gazelle know this one thing, that if they stay in the number, chances are they're safe. Let me, let me give it to you in the churchy way. That if they stay in the ark, mm-hmm, they're safe. That if they stay in church, hello somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all thought I was going to say. I'm, I'm, I'm a preacher. This is my church. I do like, I, Pastor Rico, we would like the church to be full. If you stay in the church. Now, I hear them. I hear them. Nina, I heard them. I heard them. They said, I got hurt in the church. I know you did. And if we all told the truth, we all got hurt in the church some way because some of us have come in here with expectations about how the church should be and what the church should do. And then we've got our expectations dashed to the ground. I'm not saying that there won't be arguments and fights inside the church. But what I'm trying to tell you is that the enemy will have a hard time getting you if your eyes are focused on helping church be church to someone else. 
If you stay, if you stay in the minds of saving people, if we, we can stay sober when we, desire, when we desire to stay around others and help them stay sober. Come on, say amen, church. This, this is why when people come to church, when we're in staff meeting and stuff like that, and, and they'll say, you know, uh, we have discussions about how some people came to church looking, whether they were not modest enough or, you know, they were smelling a certain kind of way. You know, we, there, there's always a member in the church who's like their, their, their ear, their eye is attuned to those kinds of things and it throws off their worship. You know, how, how he came to church with tight pants on and, and her neckline was plunging uh, and, and then he or she smelt like weed or, or this or that. This, this, this is why some, some of us who, who, who have been here and we're, we're, we're like, we want people to be in church. We'll say, y'all can't say nothing to them, but we'll, we'll talk to them. Because I'll, I'll have no shame in rolling up to somebody and say, hey man, so good to have you in church. I'm glad you're here. What's your name? Yes, okay, Sister Johnson. So good to meet you. Listen, Sister Johnson, could you help me save someone else today? Yes. Oh, you're interested in doing that? Awesome. Do you know how I need you to do that, Sister Johnson? Yes, I need you to put a little more hem in your skirt, please, if you could just drop. Yeah, just, just give me a little more length on that. Somebody going to be saved today, Sister Johnson. I appreciate you. I got, I got some people struggling. If, if we, if we, you, you understand what I'm saying, Ella Eleanor? You know, we, we, we got some folks sometimes, they'll come in and they'll smell a certain way. And, and then folks will be like, did you? And then, so, so, then, so then what leaders have to do is we got to be like, nah, I didn't even smell them when we knew we smelled them. We just be like, mm. I got this mint, though. You want, you want to, you, you, you need a mint? You, okay, okay. Uh, and then we'll, we'll go to the individual and we'll, we'll put our loving, re-love arms around them and we'll begin to try to help them understand that this is a church that you can come to uh, and, and, and we hope that judgment will be really low because the staff, uh, uh, we, we, we're, we're not saying necessarily come as you are, but what we're saying is when you do come, we're hoping that you'll find Jesus before judgment. Come on, say amen, church. We're hoping that you'll find saving before sin inside of God's house, but, but what's staff also does know is this is a hospital for the sick. And I'm going to need you to come in with the right mindset when you're coming to God's house that you're going to encounter someone who is sick. But I need you to understand being sober means that you can praise somebody else through their sickness. Mm -hmm. Being sober means that you can uh, uh, praise somebody else through their moments of depression and their, and their bouts with alcohol and different things of that nature. Being sober means that you come to church helping somebody else stay in the number. You see, our adversary is coming after us and he is looking for individuals who, who, who want to try to do things yourselves and pull away from the number. I need you to understand that if you are a person in here today saying, I'm going to pull away from the number and I'm not going to stay in the church, you are not yet sober. But if we have not, let me put this out there. If we have not addressed your concern and you want the staff to kind of do that and make sure that we get an opportunity to address something that you feel is bigger or or worse, uh, give us an opportunity to do that. But like Mahalia says, we'll pray and let the church roll on. Mm -hmm. Second point I want to bring to you today that comes right out of the Bible. We said it's important uh, to be sober. But the next thing the Bible tells us if we are to avoid the roaring lion seeking whom he may devour is that we ha it's important to be alert. Mm-hmm. 
Being alert for the Christian means that we move with an awareness that we have an adversary that is giving us clues that he is on the prowl. Got to ask you this question, church. What kind of a lion is coming after the church? Is it a quiet lion? No. Is it a hiding lion? No. The Bible says that it is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Uh, so let me talk to you a little bit about a lion's roar. The Bible's scientists say, not the Bible, but scientists say that a lion's roar can be heard from miles around. That's multiple miles. Uh, and, 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 and that at, watch this, at three feet distance from a lion, it measures at 114 decibels. I'm, I'm glad I'm just one to reap the research of those who stood three feet in front of a lion while he roared. I'm, I, I, didn't, I didn't gather this research in terms, I wasn't there, but I, you know, I received what they brought to me. Come on, say amen, church. I wouldn't want to be three feet in front of a lion and then hear it roar. That's, that's, that's not excitement for me. I enjoy adrenaline rushes, but, but that... <laughs> I got a wife and the kids at home I want to get back to. But the crazy thing about a lion's roar is not so much how loud it is because it's not even the loudest animal in the world uh, at 114 decibels. A, a, a dog bark is actually louder than a lion's bark at 120 decibels. But the thing about a, a lion's roar is that it's distinctly a lion. Yeah, like when you hear a lion roar, you kind of like, oh, that's a lion. You're not gonna be, you're not, you're not gonna be like, like uh, misguided by the roar of a lion and the howl of a monkey or the, the howl of a wolf. You, you, you're gonna know the difference between a lion and a dog that is coming after you. This means, folks, watch this. This means, this means that when our enemy comes after you and I, he is not coming with anything brand new. Mm -hmm. He's always coming so you can, listen, especially if it's that thing that you love to do, that you're not going to tell nobody in real love that you do. Because our, the devil, our enemy, he is predictable. He is extremely like, like trans, transparent. He knows what will get you and I and cause us problems. And so he brings that thing at the right time. I'm going to drop these Krispy Kreme donuts off to him because I know he will not be able to resist it come 10 o'clock at night. And they will put you, he will, he will let Netflix put your best show on. Mm -hmm. right at 12 release it on Wednesday night because a new episode come out on Thursday and in order to stay awake he gonna go into that box of Krispy Kreme yeah 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 I'm guilty Mine's not Krispy Kreme. No, no, it's not. Krispy, Krispy Kreme is, is all right. If I, if I were gonna talk about donuts I prefer Dunkin you know I'm, I'm, I'm East Coast, you know what I mean? I, I, I prefer Dunkin'. But, 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 but it, it, it's more like candy for me, like some Twizzlers, you know? And, 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 I, and I try to tell myself it's okay uh, with Twizzlers because, because right on the bag itself, it say fat-free. Ooh. 
Yeah? So, so Sister McBride will say, come on, let's watch this movie. Let's, let's go watch this stuff. And I'll, and I'll go to try to watch that thing, man. But sleep will creep over my shoulder, you know what I mean, come up over the top and drop my eyelids. I'll be looking for the bag of twists. And, 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 and don't tell Sister McBride this because, I'm, you know, she's quiet. She'll knock out sleep. Adam, I got her on videotape. Don't say that no more. I got her. I, I recorded her. I got her. I, I recorded her. I mean, she's be. And, and, I, and I'll do it real quiet, Mark. Real quiet. I'll just sneak on this. We, and now talking it. We supposed to be watching. And look at Sister McBride. And, and, then, and then I'll share it on a family thread for my kids to see. And oh man, we'll, we'll have a whole laugh and a joke and, 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 and go on about it. Uh, I, the, the, the devil doesn't come in with nothing. Did he? Listen, did the devil try to put like a pop, a can pop of soda to try to keep me up right next to my bed? I'll look at him and be like, boy, you ain't playing with the right one. You know I ain't touching that. But if you put a bag of Twizzlers, some Sour Patch Kids, you go ahead and give me a blow pop on the side of the... What is, what is Candy doing on the side of my bed in the first place I'm just trying to say that when the devil comes at you he comes with the thing that he knows is going to get you he's not coming with nothing brand new he's not, he's not, he, he, listen listen so anger is your thing everybody gonna be around you making you angry everybody if, if, if impatience is your thing that the devil gonna get you to curse God and die man you're gonna be in traffic all the time You'd be wondering, where'd they get their license from? The Cracker Jack box? What, what, what in the world is going on here? If, 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 if depression is your thing, let me, let, let me listen, listen. Some people, listen, I want you to fully understand this. I'm never playing games with mental health because I believe 1,000% it is true. But all things are the devil's playground. And so he'll show up for some, for like, oh yeah, I'm going to induce this moment of depression for her and I'm going to bring this. I'm going to cause these issues to happen. I'm, I'm going to induce these things and I'm going to make these particular things happen. The Bible says that we are not playing with uh, 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 just mamby-pamby uh, uh, devil. We are playing with a real individual. His name is the devil and is described here in Peter as a roaring lion. This is how I know. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something clearly. This is how I know the devil comes at you with the same stuff because watch this. During the pandemic, when we were all socially distanced, you struggled with the same sin you struggled with before you came into the pandemic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can just say amen by yourself. I don't want you to tell anybody else what it was. Yeah, we were social distance and you can be around nobody else, but you were fantasizing about that one particular sin, hoping that as soon as we get outside. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. We had masks on and you couldn't see each other, but you still had that one sin. Oh, yeah. Still, it, it was still coming for you. Vaccinated or not, the devil don't care. He coming for you. Mm-hmm. He messes around with things called slippery slopes just to make it sure that you will fall into what it is, the thing that you are coming at. But I need you to understand the sin that so easily beset, easily beset because we like it. Because we find pleasure in it. Because we find happiness in it. And even though it seems like we are pleasured and happy on the back end, you and I are still unhappy, still misused, still abused, still broken, still let down, still worse off than we were before, and still needing a God to come in and save. Getting ready to bring this message to a close. I want to share with you something else here that scientists say about 
things about blood. Scientists have found that the volatile chemicals in blood that attracts predators to prey is also the same volatile chemical, hear me now, that retracts prey from predators. It is the same molecular design that enables the scent of blood to increase alertness and our visual perception. This is why the deeper you and I get into Jesus' blood, the more we can see the devil coming. Come on, say amen, church. So that now when the lion, the devil roars and exclaims that he is going to get us, watch this, we will have to ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit that keeps us alert and aware to the workings of the devil. Oh, you missed it. That the deeper we get into Christ, the more we will understand how the devil works, when the devil is coming, from what angle he's coming at, and we'll be able to see him. But in order to proceed in the sin that we like, we will have to ignore the Holy Spirit just to make sure we get to do that thing that we like. However, can I tell you what else it does? Getting into the blood of Christ and getting into a deeper relationship with Christ illuminates even bigger the need for a Savior. Come on, say amen, church. Because understanding that even though I'm sober and even though I'm alert, the, the devil is going to still come after me, it reveals the fact that the Christian today still needs a defender of our, of our lives. And what the blood of Christ does is it lets us know that we have a lion too. That's right. That's right. Oh, so you just came to church and you don't understand what that means for us to have a lion too? If you got some patience, let me take you through a, a little bit of the Old Testament real quick. The Bible says that there were 12 tribes and each tribe has a symbol. Don't play yet just yet, Izzy. Uh, how many tribes were there? 12 tribes, and each one of these tribes has a symbol. Reuben had the symbol of the mandrakes, and Simeon had the symbol of Shechem's city walls, and Levi had the symbol of the Urim and the Thummim, and Dan had the symbol of the sermon. Nephtali, the only female in the tribe, had the female deer as her symbol. Gad had the symbol of a campfire, and Asher, the symbol of an olive tree, and Ishkar, the symbol of a donkey, and Zebulun the symbol of a ship and Joseph the symbol of a symbol of wheat shears and Benjamin the symbol of a wolf but Judah the symbol of a lion mm -hmm. you see the line the lineage of Jesus is traced and 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 even the Bible prophesies it in Genesis to be coming from and out of the tribe of Judah uh, some of the notable kings coming out of the tribe of Judah are the boy king Josiah who our children just learned about by uh, Sabrina and her awesome team uh, King Hezekiah a righteous king who reformed the worship practices King Solomon who still widely regarded as the wisest man that ever lived and good old King David the Bible calls him a man after God's own heart and then there is the great and awesome savior of the world King Jesus who comes from the line of the tribe of Judah he is called the lion of Judah 
In Revelation chapter 5 and verse 5, the, the John is describing a people in torment and displeasure. They see that they are broken. They see that no matter how sober they are or alert they are, they still can't get out of their sin problem. And so they need a deliverer. And they're asking the question, church, who will save us? The Bible says that they look left, they look right, and they can't find anybody. But when they do look up, they find the lion of the tribe of Judah, the offspring of David, who is Jesus. And it goes on to say that he is triumphant. Hallelujah. So let me tell you a little bit more about this lion. He's not a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, but he's a lion seeking to save the lost. Come on, say amen. He's not a lion looking to destroy somebody, but he's a lion looking to defend somebody. I still can't hear you. He's not a lion looking to break somebody down, but he's a lion looking to protect somebody. The lion of the tribe of Judah, he is attracted to you and I so that when we start crying, he he comes and sees about us that when we feel defeated he comes and defends us that when we feel broken he comes and puts us back together again can I come a little closer that roaring lion who is attracted to the Christians when we are blood washed in the blood of the lamb uh, he comes around to destroy but when Jesus the lion from the tribe of Judah comes out he comes out because his people praise him for it is widely said that when the praises go up, the blessings come down. I'd like to say to you that when the praises go up, the defender of God's people comes down. The Bible says, for he inhabits the praises of his people. I've got to ask you one more question. Are you and I lion tamers and lion wranglers and lion hunters? The answer is no. We're not lion tamers. I'm good, Izzy. We're not lying wranglers. So if you and I are not lion hunters and we're not lion wranglers, let me tell you something. Stop trying to wrestle with the devil. Stop trying to hunt him. Stop trying to tame him. The Bible says about the battles that we fight, these battles are not ours, they are the Lord's. So stop bringing meat to a lion's den in temptation and begin to pray the power of the lion of the tribe of Judah to defend you in the midst of your troubles. Begin to pray the power of the Lion of Judah over your family's life to break every chain that so easily binds your family. Begin to pray the Lion of the tribe of Judah to fight your enemies. Begin to pray the Lion of Judah to defend against sickness in our bodies. In fact, can I share this with you? Quit leashing God and expecting him to only work how you want him to work. Some of us got a collar on Christ and when he begins to go someplace, we pull him back like, like a dog or like a big animal we're trying to control. But let me tell you something. Instead of leashing Christ, unleash the Lion of Judah on your issues so that he can wreak havoc in the devil's life. Unleash the Lion of Judah. He alone can win the victory and defeat the devil. Unleash Christ all over your children so they can go to school and come back and get all A's and go to college and get paid to go to school. Unleash the lion of the tribe of Judah all over your health. 
and your finances. It's the praise that bring him in. It's the desire to be close to Christ that beckons him. And when he comes in, he comes in looking for the enemy. He comes in looking for the devil, ready to break him down. Just as fierce as the devil shows up to get you, Jesus shows up as fierce to get him, even more sometimes. Because we are his. He died for us. He went on a cross for us. And he wants to make sure that we are defended. So if you're like me today and you need some defending, go on and stand to your feet. Let's pray the lion of the tribe of Judah over your family right now. As you are standing, I'm going to begin praying. Lord, in this place right now, our individuals today, God, knowing that we are a wanted enemy to the devil, 1 Peter 5, 8, Father told us that he is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour God. And he's, we, we know he's coming after us. We can hear his roar miles away, Father. He's not bringing a new temptation to us, God. He's bringing the same thing every week, every day, every month, every year. And so, God, in those moments where we become drunk with that sin that so easily beset, God, I pray that you would help us be sober. In that moment, God, where we're lost in our emotions and we're not alert, God, I pray that we would be alert. And then most of all, God, I pray, Lord, that we will learn to trust you as the lion of the tribe of Judah. That even though the devil comes in as a roaring lion, we have to remember we have a lion too. And his name is Jesus. Thank you for loving us the way you do. But most importantly, God, thank you for defending us the way that you do. You're a defender of the brokenhearted. You come to sit with the lonely. You hang out with the broken. And you make sure that we are safe in your arms. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, let's say amen. Come on, clap your hands and give God some praise in the building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.